Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. A hard-fought victory for the team that probably needed it most tonight as the Blackhawks jump out to a 2-0 lead, cough up that two-goal lead, and then grab a different two-goal lead in the second period and cruise to their seventh win of the season. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight here on 720 WGN Radio. We'll take your calls and we'll take your texts, 312-981-7200. But right now we're going to head upstairs and bring in Troy Murray. He was on the call with John Wideman tonight as the Hawks take down the Seattle Kraken 4-3 the final here at the United Center. And, Troy, this might not have been the, the prettiest victory, but it was a victory, and this team definitely deserved the two points that they got tonight. Yeah, they worked hard. It was sloppy to start with. The execution wasn't there. They ended up, as John just pointed out, with uh, 23 giveaways. and They had 29 in the game against St. Louis. They've got to clean that up. Their execution has to be better. But their compete level was good in this game. They made mistakes, but they were competing hard. They were working hard. Um, and they got rewarded for it. And I think, again, when you look at the players who factored in in all the goals, it's the guys that are working hard, really paying the price. Joey Anderson with a couple of assists. And Boris Kachuk, who continues to play well and play a big, strong, heavy game. Jason Dickinson, a goal and plus two in this one. Um, just, you know, a solid effort. I thought the, the pairing of Vlasic and Seth Jones were really good. Seth Jones picks up an assist, his 300th of his career. And, Big Alex Vlasic was a plus three in, in this one. So they, they got the job done. They worked hard. Great goaltending, and they'll move on to a three-game road trip. Yeah, and the goals that you talk about, I know I said this during one of the intermissions, but it, it was just so refreshing to see the goals that were scored by the Hawks tonight. Uh, nothing too flashy, just getting the work done down low, shoot-first mentality. Again, maybe not all the entries tonight were perfect, but, but the way they produce the goals is hopefully a good sign of the future of how this team can create more offense moving forward. Yeah, and and, and again, you know, you, you, most of the goals in the NHL are scored around the front of the net area. There's a lot of pretty goals that are scored, but at the same time, most of the goals, the majority of the goals are scored on second or third opportunities around the crease, crashing the net, screening the goaltenders, little tips, and this team is capable of doing that, and that's what kind of Nick Foligno was talking about in the post game after the St. Louis game. You know, he can't understand why you know you can't play that way. That is just you know a baseline where you got to be smart, you got to make good decisions, you got to uh, keep the play in front of you, you execute the ones that are right there, and if you do that, you keep sim- simplicity involved in the equation, and you get results. Seth Jones is uh, going to be joining us in just a few moments, Troy. Um, I, I, you talk about him and Vlasic uh, teaming up defensively. I also just think that we're starting to see Seth Jones shoot the puck a lot more. Um, he, uh, As I take a quick look at the score sheet now, five shots on goal. Uh, he led this team, and I think that's kind of a, a mindset that this whole team can benefit from, but, but especially Seth as he kind of went back on that top power play unit tonight as well. 
Yeah, if you look at Seth Jones, five shots, three were blocked as well, six uh, six blocked shots to his credit here in almost 24 minutes of play. I mean, you look at Seth Jones. I mean, he's a big man, 6'4", 215 pounds, and you look at his his partner, his 6'6". They cover a lot of ice out there, and, and I think there's a lot of confidence in Vlasic's game because of the experience of Seth Jones, and, and Seth Jones knows what to do. You know, they have the conversations as a pairing on the bench, and I think that really helps, and I think the way that uh, Vlasic has come along here and the, the big range of both of those guys has really been effective. It was also a solid game for Peter Mrazek. Great to see him. Um, get back to that very consistent play. He just seemed very locked in today. And I kind of go back to what you and Darren Pang were talking about after the loss against St. Louis about just hockey awareness. And on a few of those big saves in the third period, it seemed like Peter Mrazek was reading the play exceptionally. Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, and, I'm, and again, uh, you know, Darren Pang and I were talking about this in the postgame show just about, the awareness of him of, of what's going on around him. He you know he he understands the NHL game. He's 31 years of age. He's he's got a 155 career wins now after this one uh, tonight. And you just look at his experience. He he knows what's going on around his crease area. He reads the plays, and he's not quite as locked in you know, when shots are coming or plays are coming towards him as much as Soderblom is. And, and Darren was, is the goaltender expert. And he was talking about, you know, gets a little bit too locked in there and then can't move and doesn't recognize what's going on there. Uh, Mrazek, because he's got that experience, understands that. And there was nothing on the back door. He was in good position all night long, reading the plays one way or the other and making the saves and not allowing any rebounds. I, I really am glad to see guys like Boris Kachuk, Jason Dickinson, and Mackenzie Entwistle get rewarded tonight. Guys that have been working really hard. Some of those Joey guys Anderson. Have, Joey Anderson. Oh, yeah, of course. How could I leave out Joey Anderson? Uh, all guys that are fighting for playoff playing time and have earned it, and for them to get rewarded in games like these just I think is a, a great example for the rest of the roster to show what it takes to just do what Luke Richardson has been preaching along for so many weeks now because it's been a little difficult to get that message across. Yeah, if you look what what Luke Richardson wants and expects from these guys, it, it's that is just the baseline of what you need to do. And they do it well. And I, I give credit to Boris Kachuk. He's, he's played inspired hockey here in the last little while and, and picks up his uh, goal in consecutive games here now, two goals on the season. But he's getting rewarded with a bigger opportunity. And you look at Joey Anderson. You know, here, here's the guy that gets called up because of some injuries, and he's making the most of his opportunities here. And he's got to keep doing it. He's a guy that's going to be on the bubble there, and uh, but he's got to keep doing it. And, and I think that he's got that attitude and uh, the way that he plays the game that, that he knows that he has to play that way each and every night, each and every shift. And if you get that kind of effort and you get the results, Jason Dickinson, I think, is playing as good as he's, he's ever played for the Blackhawks right now, just playing with a lot of confidence. And then you look at Mackenzie Antwistle, you know, back in the lineup uh, tonight after a couple of games and wasn't even sure if he was going to be in this one. Seth, anything to add about Troy Murray's assessment on that win right now? No, that was pretty solid. Um, <laughs> Thanks, like Seth. Said, uh, those are all great, um, great assessment. I thought all of our lines, uh, all the players you mentioned, all the lines brought great energy tonight. And, um, you know, especially those, those guys you mentioned, uh, you know, they came in. They, they know their role. They did a great job of getting pucks in, going to work, being physical, and, and they get rewarded. Uh, that's, uh, that's just good hockey. Uh, Seth, what was the most impressive or rather the most pleasing thing about tonight's win for this team right now? 
Most pleasing thing, I, I believe it was just the effort that we put forward at all four lines. You know, we got in some penalty trouble early on, so that kind of disrupted some of the uh, the lines early on. But um, every guy that went over the boards uh, was bought into how we wanted to play and how we wanted to win. And, uh, you know, even uh, our top line uh, was getting pucks in behind, you know, getting the puck low to high, getting to the net. Um, and then when they start doing that, that's when their, their rush chances start coming. So um, I thought... I. Really did think it started with our third, fourth lines, though, getting to work down low and um, really setting the tone early on. You've been paired up, and we were talking about it before you came on the air, Seth, the pairing of you and Vlasic. You're 6'4", he's 6'6". You guys cover a lot of area inside your own end of the ice, and the pairing, I think, has become very comfortable, and I think your experience really adds a lot to Vlasic and his, his, his ability to have confidence in his play. What is it about this pairing that's working so well? I think Vlasic's been unbelievable this year. Um, I think the way he skates, the long stick, the reach, he can keep a great gap uh, in the neutral zone on forwards. He closes out quick in the D zone. Um, and then, he, like I said, his feet are, are probably the best part of his game. Um, you know, we work very well together. We communicate a lot, whether it's on the ice or, or back on the bench after a shift if, if something happened that uh, didn't go our way. But we're always talking. We're always communicating. And I think that's really been the key. Uh, but... You know, his skill is uh, it's, it's awesome to watch. It's, he's fun to watch. Uh, he's exciting. And uh, we're, we're trying to see who can score a freaking goal first, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting actually ridiculous at this point. Well, that being said, how, how nice is that for you to just kind of play your game and, and not have to worry about your line mate? I mean, that's basically a rookie that you're paired up with, and he just kind of allows you to, to play your game. Yeah, he doesn't play like a rookie at all. Um, you know, he, whether he jumps or, you know, I'm in the play a lot and he's he's back covering and making great defensive plays or if he wants to jump on back there. So uh, we have a, a pretty good, um, you know, thing going when, you know, both of us want to jump, and uh, I think that's been, been very great. But he does not play like a rookie at all. Um, you know, I was able to play with uh, Zach Renske as a rookie. Um, you know, who's had a little bit more offensive game, but Vlasi, you know, his feet are some of the best I've seen for his size and uh, his skill, his vision with the puck is is, uh, is unbelievable. You talked about the penalty problems that you ran in the first period, three consecutive uh, power play opportunities for Seattle. But I want to talk about the one in the third period at the tail end of the game. Seattle gets the five on three for over a minute. They call a timeout and figure out what they want to do. What was the conversation when you guys were uh, talking during that timeout? You and, and, and uh, Alex came out as the first pairing along with, I think it was Reese Johnson, mm-hmm. um, to start that five-on-three. What did you guys want to do as far as your positioning and what your plan was? Well, just a couple scenarios that we were going over. You know, if they're in a box, we wanted Reese to cut the top off, cut the one-timer, and then we would, me and Vlasio would play a little bit lower in the shot lanes. Uh, if they, go in, they roll into an umbrella... Then we're, you know, three pistons out, Reeser in the middle with uh, me and Vlasio on the side, one-timers. So, you know, it's constant reads, constant seams you're trying to read. You just want to have a good stick and be in the shot lane. And uh, Raza made some big saves when the pucks did get through. Uh, but we don't want any, you know, back doors and, and seams of that and things like that. So I thought we kept it tight and did a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I, I want to follow up on that. You know, I was looking at and I think it was about 35, 30, 30 to 35 seconds before their first shot attempt um, came on that five on three because of your positioning. Every time they looked like they wanted to shoot, one of you guys were in the shooting lane, forced them to make an extra pass. I mean, the reads on, on, uh, on that five on three kill were pretty good. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought we did a great job of reading off each other. Like I said, once this, once it starts, you know, going seam, seam, cross through us, that's when everyone has a tough time when you start spinning like a top, and then it's tough for the goalie to make saves as well. So you want to keep it on the outside, uh, you know, give some shots to the goalie, but I thought we did a good job of taking away what the big one-timers that they have and, and the big shots that they have. Ten shots on goal for you in the past two games. Would you say that that's situational because of these two games, or are you kind of getting into more of a shoot-first mentality? I, you know, I try to keep a shoot-first mentality, and uh, some games it's there more than others, but you know, I'm definitely trying to uh, ramp it up and, and just put pucks to the net. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get one to squeak in at this point. It doesn't matter how it goes in. Um, uh, so I, you know, I need to start scoring the puck and, and uh, help them with the offense a bit. 750th game tonight. 300th career assist tonight. Where's your game at compared to where you were at the beginning of your career? Oh, wow. Uh, beginning of my career, you know, I was a, a young kid, an 18-year-old, and um, just still trying to learn the game. But I think, you know, now I just want to be consistent. Uh, I want to be, you know, a good player that's great on the breakouts. I can make that first pass well, whether it's neutral zone or uh, defensive zone, contribute offensively. Um and then play solid defense. You know, I think uh, at times the past couple of years I've been worried a little bit too much about offense and trying to, you know, to get uh, help with that, contribute with that, that my defensive game has slipped a touch. So uh, I want to really focus on uh, getting that back, and then I think the offense will come after that. Well, I'm sure that 18-year-old with the Nashville Predators would think this guy here in a Blackhawk sweater is pretty cool and pretty consistent. Seth, congratulations on all the accolades, and congratulations on the win. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that is Seth Jones after a Hawks 4-3 victory at, against the Seattle Kraken here at the United Center. And, Troy, just some closing thoughts. Um, that was just uh, It seemed like this team had the right mindset uh, coming into this game, and that definitely showed on the ice. And, and again, I, I think this comes at a really important time for this team. The, there was some confrontation on the ice with uh, many Hawks and the Kraken, so you get a little bit more camaraderie built, and you get to top it all off with a win as well. I, I think this was uh, an important night for this team. Yeah, when when you go to battle and you get results, when guys are nicked up and they've got bruises and you know you might get a punch in the nose or something like that or a cut under the eye, whatever it is. I mean that brings everybody together because you're you're playing as a group, you're playing for for each other, and I, I think that that's important as you move forward to, to understand, you know, where the baseline is. They had that last year and they haven't been able to find that consistency in their baseline play, but you're going to get it more and more, and I and I think for. Uh, you know, Seth kind of talked about it, and I, I was, you know, maybe a little bit uh, critical, but, you know, guys like Connor Bedard, they're going to have to figure out how they need to play. This is not an easy league, and the the, the offense is going to come with him, and I hope he doesn't get frustrated that it, it's it's been a little bit more quiet here as of late. Um, had maybe one really good look here uh, tonight, and Grubauer made a shoulder save on it. Uh, but, you know, he's just got to play the game the right way, and it's not going to happen every game. It's not going to happen every shift. you just got to stick with it, and when the time is right, you got to put pucks in deep, and I know that he doesn't want to do that but um, because he wants, to, he wants to be the difference. He wants to be the playmaker, uh, but at the right time, you have to buy into what's going on here, and that if you just chip the puck in there, then it forces, you know, then you have an opportunity to go in the forecheck. You can make something happen, but if you try and do a little bit too much in the critical areas of the ice, your blue line, their blue line, you turn pucks over, 
Um, you know, and it, the result of one of the turnovers at the beginning of the game was a penalty to Connor Murphy, and you know it wasn't Connor Murphy's fault, but he was the guy who ends up in the penalty box because he, a little too much from Bedard. And you know, you hear Seth talk about it, and you look at the results and the the, the stats just kind of prove it. They back it up about guys who work hard and, and are, have that willingness to to win battles in the corner and go to the front of the net. Those are the type of plays that, when you play for a sixty-minute game, it's hard for the opposition to 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 defend that just because it's a hard-working game. It's a heavy game along the boards, and the Blackhawks have a lot of players that can play that game, and they're, they're playing it right now. Uh, you know, they did in this game tonight, and they got to continue that. It's going to be tough against Detroit. Got a really good young roster that's just starting to come into their own. They've got some veterans. You've got you know, Dylan Larkin, who I don't think is going to be playing their captain, uh, but they've got a lot of firepower, and the Blackhawks are going to have to be ready for a big game. And then you go into Winnipeg, they're playing well. Minnesota wins under their new head coach, John Hines, after firing Dean Evison um, uh, yesterday. So, you know, they're the team, when they make a coaching change, they're going to be inspired, uh, inspired to play hockey. So this is going to be a good start, something to build on. But the Blackhawks, yet this season, have not won back-to-back games. So that's the focus going into Detroit on Thursday night. Absolutely. A lot of positives to pull from this one. Wish we could do a ton more, Troy, but we do got a, got a boogie. So uh, appreciate all the insight tonight. And, man, enjoy pizza night. That sounds fun. So you're, you're saying that I just kind of babble on a little bit too long. <laughs> no, that's not what I said at all. That's not what I said at all. That's, well, those it, are your was, words. it was what you said, but <laughs> no, in, in, in a very kind way. <laughs> if, if I would, no, listen, <laughs> hey, it, it's my job to... to Get us on time. Is I'm not, I'm better at it sometimes than other times. So right now I'm just trying to do a good job of that. Oh, now now you know, Krista from the station's <laughs> chiming in that uh, she's yelling at me to get off the air. Okay, fine, I, I get it. See, I, I, I'll, was, just, I'll leave, I was trying I'll to leave now. I, I'm going to stop talking right now. And I'm not going to say anything else because I know that you have to get off the air. And if I stop talking right now, you're going to have an opportunity to get in the sponsored elements that you have to do here in the post game show. So I'm I'm going to just say you know goodbye and. And then we'll talk again on Tuesday when the Blackhawks play. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> There's only one Troy Murray, and we're lucky to have him. Troy, thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Yep. He, he, yeah, you he, bet. He, <laughs> he was true to his word is what I was going to say. <laughs> all right. Now I'm telling you, get out of here. Go. That is Troy I'm Murray. Gone. I'm gone. All right. I'm all right. He's, he says so. That's Troy Murray. He and John Weidman on the call tonight. As the Hawks beat the Seattle Kraken 4-3, we got a lot to get to, but obviously we got to get to a break. Hang with us, 312-981-7200. We'll, call your, we'll read your text. That's what we're going to do. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Anderson got the puck back, left wing corner. Muscling behind the net, trying to wrap around. He scores! And Twistle! The wraparound attempt by Anderson deflected right over to McKenzie and Twistle, and he had nobody around him, and it was staring at an empty Seattle net. And again, one of those goals that you could close your eyes and score on. And Twistle did. It's now 4-2 Hawks. We'll give Mackenzie Enwistle our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. Mackenzie Entwistle's second goal of the season. We're giving him our player with the most heart because he was kind of a late addition to the lineup and obviously pulled through. This was a, a good team-friendly victory for the Hawks, 4-3 over the Seattle Kraken. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take your texts, 312-981-7200. We've got to roll through these as quickly as we can. 
Uh, from the 260, Jeremy in Fort Wayne, do you think the team played better tonight now that the off-ice situation with Corey Perry is resolved and he is off the team? Listen, I think this was a very important win for this team tonight because of all the adversity that they've had to deal with for the past week or so now. I don't, I, I can't go ahead and consider this a direct correlation to Corey Perry being removed from the team because if the Hawks didn't pull out this win, I wouldn't have gone off, gone on a limb and said, oh, you know, there, there was too much of a distraction. I do think that this team pulled together a little bit closer tonight with this win. Uh, they got a little grittier as the game went on. They got confrontational with the Seattle Kraken. Guys were backing each other up, and they just scored goals that, that were manufactured, that were scored on uh, gutsy efforts and not just looking for the flashy play. We're going to go to Devin in Palos Hills. He calls in a lot, and he has to uh, have a question about the Anthony Beauvillier trade. Yeah, good point by Devin that the Hawks did make a trade during the game. They traded with the Vancouver Canucks, acquired forward Anthony Beauvillier, and uh, in exchange gave Vancouver a fourth round, fifth round pick for this upcoming draft. Uh, go ahead, Devin. Hi, Joe. I was just wondering with uh, the the trade happening earlier today, uh, Boris Kachuk has two goals in his last two games, and uh, Anderson has three assists in his last three games. Who's the odd man out in this uh, this lineup with Bovillier coming in and eventually Andreas Athanasiou coming back from injury? All right, well, thank you very much. That's Devin and Payless Hills, 312-981-7200 to call or text. Um, I'm not great at playing the role of Luke Richardson, but let's face it, this team needed some depth with Corey Perry being removed from the team and then Taylor Hall uh, go, uh, undergoing ACL surgery, so he's out for likely the rest of the year. Um, we have gotten better news about Andreas Athanasiu, but his return isn't entirely clear. Uh, so the depth, I think, is the main reason to pull in Beauvillier. He's a former first-round pick. He's not exactly lighting it up with Vancouver, but listen, Kyle Davidson has a pretty good track record with pulling these guys that could use some scene changes. Sam Lafferty, Jason Dickinson, Taylor Radish. He's done a really good job of just spotting players, even Boris Kachuk for that matter, actually. Um, so maybe he sees something like that once again in Beauvillier. I'm sure he's got ties with Luke Richardson, considering, considering it being the New York Islanders. But, uh, I mean, listen, if I'm going to try and answer Devin's question, uh, guys like Kachuk, Entwistle, Reese Johnson, uh, Cole Gutman, Joey Anderson, they're all fighting for playing time. So I- I'm sure it's going to just go down to one of them being pushed out. Um, as they kind of have been already as the season has gone along. Hawks beat the Seattle Kraken 4-3 here at the United Center. we got to get to another break. 312-981-7200. If you'd like to chime in, we'll take your calls or your text on the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Phillips left point over to Dickinson. One-timer, he scores! What a blast by Jason Dickinson! He hammered that one over the shoulder of Grubauer and into the top shelf. And it's 2-0 Hawks with 9.37 left in period number one. Great to see Jason Dickinson continuing his hot stretch. Seventh goal of the season. All of a sudden, Jason Dickinson with the second most goals on this Hawks team in 20 games as Hawks beat the Seattle Kraken 4-3 here at the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock, so we're trying to squeeze in as much as we can. Our reporter, Jack Heinrich, is back, but unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have enough time to hear from the Blackhawks dressing room or head coach Luke Richardson. Uh, just for the sake of transparency, because we we basically... 
brought to this broadcast everything that was said and reported today. Again, if if you haven't followed along, Corey Perry was um, placed on unconditional waivers for the purpose of terminating his contract. That news happened today. Kyle Davidson talked with the media before the game. It was a 4 o'clock press conference and basically was up front saying he couldn't get into specifics, but there was some misconduct uh, performed by uh, Corey Perry, and this came to the attention of the Blackhawks six days ago when the team was in Columbus. Just over the past couple of minutes, as I'm doing this post-game show right now, Emily Kaplan, the very esteemed reporter of ESPN, has come out with a report with a little bit more clarification. Um, all that is being reported is that the situation was between Corey Perry and a team employee, and it was during the Columbus trip. And if you remember, it was reported that Corey Perry was at Morning Skate before the Columbus game. He was pulled as a healthy scratch before the Columbus game actually happened. He was removed from the team at that moment, did not return. The Blackhawks performed an investigation and then came to the conclusion that they needed to basically remove Perry from the team today. So if you're looking at it chronologically, the Blackhawks heard of the misconduct, they removed the player from the situation, and they have eventually performed an investigation, came to a conclusion that Corey Perry needed to go, and that's what happened. And frankly, if you look at that process and that process uh, wholly, it, it, it looks like this culture revamp, this transparency, and also I posed this question to Kyle Davidson. He, he wasn't able to thoroughly answer it, but this is a situation where it looked like someone needed to come forward because they thought what was going on wasn't good. And they did, and the right thing happened as far as everything we've heard about. So everyone out there who is still pointing fingers at the Blackhawks' past, let's keep in mind what they did this time around and uh, how they basically stayed true to their word of what they said uh, would change coming from what has happened in the past. We're going to get into a lot more of this on Blackhawks Live tomorrow night. We're going to talk to Boris Kachuk. We're going to talk about Patrick Kane. We're going to talk about Corey Perry. All of that at 7 o'clock tomorrow night on 720 WGN. Uh, if you miss it, we'll podcast it. It'll all be there. One more break, and then we'll wrap up this postgame show. Hawks beat the Seattle Kraken 4-3, 720 WGN. In two days, the Blackhawks will visit the Detroit Red Wings, a 6 o'clock puck drop, a 5.30 pregame show. Don't forget Blackhawks Live tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. The next game preview sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to everybody. Hawks beat the Kraken 4-3. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. Have a great rest of your night. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.